0: What's love?
1: Go. It's that time again. We're live from the basement.
2: What's up, it's episode number 99, Alive from the Basement. It's your average man in the middle, neighborhood, J-Mac, back in the building to deliver you some brand new hip-hop, of course. In episode number 99, Alive from the Basement, we are one episode away from episode number 100, and I got a lot of stuff planned. Hopefully it happens. It could be a fun one. I hope it's a fun one. You can tell them trying to like tweak shit and get better with the audio and make stuff sound better. And hopefully we can get to a point where um, everything's just cut and dry and we can start to finally releasing shit consecutively or I'm sorry, uh, um, 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 continuously every single week uh, and give you a little bit of consistency. There's a word I was looking for. Consistency. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but, you know, we can't just jump into an episode and not uh, not talk, talk, talk. We got to jump in and play some music. So this is King Los. The name of the song is called The Glow. If you remember King Los, man, King Los has been around a bit. And it's good to hear him back. I love the King, man. Long live the King. It's King Los. This is The Glow, man. I think the whole
3: world know. You know how we keep it. Damn, want me sauce upon the love. We're always... I think the whole world know. I'm the only one that got the glove. Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 <mantra> I'm the only one that got the glove. Brilliant. Bruce Lee right, Bruce Lee right, Bruce Lee Roy, Bruce Lee right, Bruce Lee oh, right, Bruce Lee Bruce Lee right. I had to glow since my ancestors had to bought the boat How I run it that I made it off the block but got the dope Guess that my paragas here, they couldn't hold me down long Now every little step I take feel like a Bobby Brown song I got God inside my body, my rebuttal to the dummies Tryna profit off the profit, that ain't doubling your money Honey, I just wanna wake up to your odds Wrestle your inhibitions, make love to your thoughts We don't go together, girl, we glow together If we don't grow together, we don't go forever, ever, ever, never Ever, 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 Try to find no better, better Weather, weather Just like that water Run through Africa Take me on your flight I'm just your passenger Amateur Never had my stoppers That's my stamina Man, they tryna bottle this And sell it by the canister Yeah, they call me king Get your manners up Go bananas, but I think the whole world know Damn, want me sauce up on the love I think the whole world know I'm the only one that got the glove. You ain't seen it like this whoa, in a lifetime. I know whoa, the devil do his work whoa, in the nighttime. Yeah, yeah, I don't really want, really want whoa, my light shine. No, they don't really want, really want whoa, my light shine. Bruce Lee Roy, Bruce Lee Roy, Bruce Lee right. I'm a Bruce Lee I'm a Bruce Lee Bruce Lee Bruce Lee Bruce Lee I'm from where they cops off and throw cops off track. Cop cars just to ride past cop cars and laugh. Hood rap. Pop off and rock knockoff bass We cut white over China rock like Rob Kardashian Lord. I got that richness they can't afford. So buying and selling niggas is business they can't afford. Round of applause for the kid that did it big. Critics see the dick, all my niggas did a bit. Have you been where I live? Lift the burdens that I did. Can you get it through your head? Have a third of the idea that it takes to make it out. When they ain't to take you out, when they rather chain and hang you, But your chains is hanging out. All my shits in living color, like it's Damon Williams' house. Ain't Ain't no way you went away of what I prayed and prayed about Bitch, I'm straight, mama tell these niggas that they live Move your wigs, I make it boom like an 808 Yeah, I'm great, but I think the whole world know Damn, want me sauce up on the love. I think the whole world know I'm the only one that got the club. Whoa. You ain't seen it like this Whoa. in a lifetime. I know Whoa. the devil do his work in the nighttime. Yeah, really really no, they don't really want really want my light shine. No, they don't really want really want my light shine. Say it down, Sleaver. it down, Sleaver. Say
2: it down, down. Uh-uh. You can't fuck with King Lose. <laughs> Telling you, man. Telling you. Kids got that fire, man. This is where we're at, man. In two, 2020, man, we always got to keep the good music coming. You know how we work it live from the basement, man. Always keeping it going. Man, the echo in here makes me crazy. Hopefully, it's not making you as crazy as it's making me. Man. Ooh. Jesus, it's so loud. It's picking up shit. Um, yeah, man, episode number tw- uh, 99. We've been talking about episode number uh, 100 coming up. And I really what I'd like to do is it, it's really when we think about the history of the show, we've been around 15 years, man. And this October, it will have been 15 fucking years since 2005 when we started this thing. And um, I've been you know, chatting around with Mola One and Major and, and Fro. And like what I would really like to do is dig into... Uh, the past 15 years and pull some of our favorite cuts and talk about the backstory behind, behind all of them. And like really kind of just unpack some of this stuff. Cause I think, you know, I've been, I've been in the, involved in the podcasting community and digging around and talking to a lot of people. And a lot of this stuff has been around like, um, what we've been discussing has been a lot around how we do it, like how we executed some of this stuff. And the more I think about it, it's kind of interesting because we actually, um, would do shit in kind of a weird way. Uh, you know, like, I mean, for example, we never tell people this, and maybe I'll bring this up on episode number 100, but when we were talking to Jizza, uh, who I think was one of the biggest interviews we had early on, uh, that Major interviewed, and the whole idea was we got, um, we had to reach out and find whose his publicist was, and we found out it was this woman, Angela. It was Angela Yee. At the time, she wasn't known. And uh, she was his representation and she was like, yo, yeah, we can, uh, we can get Jiz on the show. However, you have to agree to interview my artist, uh, kill a clump. And I kind of wonder if, uh, I would love to reach out to her and say, man, what happened to that dude? <laughs> He's a Bay area rapper. If you go back and look up like hood hype, kill a clump. And uh, we interviewed him. I didn't want to interview interview him at all. I didn't like his music. I wasn't a fan. But Major interviewed him. I say we, but I'm the one who scheduled it. Major actually executed the interviews back in the day heavy. And uh, we talked to him, and it was great. He was a nice guy. Um, And then we get Jizz on the phone the following week, and Jizz is kind of an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) and it was just shit like that there was a lot of stories that we had we did all this work and like same thing with Prodigy from Mob Deep where it was just like man this guy's kind of a dick you know he just felt like he didn't want to be here and then you unpack his life story and you realize wow this motherfucker really was struggling he just ain't got time to deal with anybody's bullshit or doesn't have the patience you know so i mean it's been a it's been a long road it's been a hell of a road man, and it's been very inconsistent and that has been the number one complaint from all of our listeners of this show has been that we are so inconsistent and a lot of that falls on me i'll take a hundred percent of the of the blame on that and I think that um I think a lot of that just has to do with insecurity with like you know performing and having to like to doing it right like you know fuck man like presenting the show in a way that like is that that i feel like is is the right way to go and presenting the show in a way where we're not going to get fucking knocked completely offline because of copyright infringement i still worry about that today you know as we are playing background music as i play king los i don't know are we going to get burned tomorrow who the fuck knows there's no way to tell and that type of shit is what worries me so i mean we just keep moving forward and if the shit gets sunk, they can't sink my personality. They can't sink Major Fro, Mola One, or Mac. They can't sink us. They can take the show away, but they can't take our personality, right? So, I mean, I'm hoping as this shit moves forward, uh, maybe somebody from Spotify, maybe somebody from Amazon will come back and go, you know what? These guys are doing more good than harm. You know, that's my dream. If they, if we do get on the radar, I hope we never get on the radar to be honest with you. (laughs) So, I mean, that's that's where we're at, man. Episode number 100 is coming up. Um, I don't have a solid date. I'm going to get that shit together with the guys. You know how that shit goes. It's impossible to get everything lined up, but hopefully we can make that shit work. Um, But until then, you know we always got good music. And this is what we do. We play good music here on the show and live from the basement. You know what we do. You know how we work. So... Let's get into Beast Coast, man. You ever heard of Beast Coast this is from Pro Era? You know who Pro Era? You don't know who Pro Era is? Come on, man. Pro Era. Joey, my bad badass. <laughs> it's live from the basement, man. We wouldn't be doing it right if we weren't keeping it live from the basement.
4: kundalini sweetie here's some form your own opinions out this bitch Heard the niggas on the side and they don't hurt my confidence
1: subordinate. Line you up, send the coordinates. Went to PR cause I want a 10. I'm a 20 on the scale of one to 10. We got matching rings like we the one to twins. I am not playing like I'm on the
2: So maybe I got a little bit overexcited with the applause, okay? I get excited. I love this show, man. I love this fucking show, dude. What do you want me to do? You can't hate on me too much. I just enjoy what I do. I love doing the show, okay? It is what it is. (laughs) Yeah, so man, um, man, where are we at? So I wanted to talk about something today. Um, really... You know, I was, uh, I was looking at some shit, man, I need to, I need to calm this shit the fuck down, to be honest with you. I was looking at some shit this, uh, over the weekend and a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't, um, don't really get into this shit and to me, okay, this is different for, for hip hop, unless, you know, unless you start talking about money and shit like that, people don't really talk about art a whole lot, you know, in terms of paintings and I don't get into that shit. I know I'm just hang, hang with me for a fucking second. Okay. Cranberry juice. Just for a second, I promise we'll get through this together, but just just bear with me for a second. OK, um, paintings, man, uh, you know, the more I've been digging, I'm going to this fucking thing is so high. Let me pull this back a little bit. It's so echoey, dude. I don't know how you guys are dealing with that. Um, the more I've been digging into this stuff, um, that's better. The more I've been digging into this stuff, the more I've been learning about, you know, how how to appreciate artwork? I never took art appreciation none of that. Uh, one of the paintings I started digging into. Um, this dude is unpacking uh, this painting by uh, by an artist by the name of Francisco Goya. Okay, um, and there's there's this painting that was not necessarily intended to see the light of day. And the name of the painting is Saturn Devouring His Son, and it's 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 a terrifying painting. Um, and if you look it up, just Google it it's a really really popular thing um, and it's it's based on it's based on legend, you know and it was inspired right but it's really dark and it's really twisted to look at. And when you look at the way that the thing was painted and you hear the story behind where it came from, it kind of makes me start to think about, I look at this and go, how many people are looking at this and it's like, oh, it looks like a giant eating a, eating a, a man's body. It looks like a giant eating a man's body. In fact, I'm gonna make this the fucking cover art for the episode, that ought to get some attention. But somebody look at this and go, hmm, that looks like a, 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 a giant eating a man's body. And then they'll just walk away from it. And you'd be like, that's kind of fucked up and you just, you don't think about it, right? But then when you hear the story behind it, you hear the story about this man who went deaf and was unhappy with his, with society, with the way it was going when he was uh, growing up and as an artist. When you learn about like, that this house that he lived in was was like a warehouse that was converted into a house or something like that. And he was living alone in this dark house. And there's these paintings that Goya did called the black paintings. And he did all these paintings in on the walls within this warehouse slash house, and they weren't intended for anybody but him to see them. And this particular painting was at the end of his dining room table at his in his dining room. So this man looked at this painting as he ate, and not only that, I mean, there's now now again, I'm being a bit superficial. I think a true art, a true art, uh, a true art uh, enthusiast, or a true somebody who has actual appreciation. Uh, education on this stuff is probably smacking themselves in the forehead um, because there's probably a million and one things that I'm missing about the painting itself in terms of how it's how it's drawn or painted and how it's put together and the composition and blah, 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 blah. But what's really fucking with me on it I is I start likening this to hip hop because how, how dare a person come in and just say, hey, man, it's a dude eating another dude. It's a giant eating a, eating a dude. That's kind of gross. Doesn't that happen to us with hip hop? No, no. <laughs> doesn't that happen with hip hop, though? When we look at it, you know, like, don't we look at this and go, man, there's so much more to it. You know, like I always use um, I use, always use Tupac. I always use Tupac for, for people who are entry level into hip hop. And they're like, man, it's just too negative. It's too violent. But they can look at a painting like this of a, of a monster eating a human's head off and, the, and it's and his limbs. But when it comes to hip hop, it's just, it's too, it's too, it's too violent. I can't listen to that. But man, let's talk about this Goya painting, you know? And so I guess the the, the stance I take on it is like you, you pull up again. I mean, this is for us in the hip hop community. We know me and my girlfriend by Tupac, we can pull that up and we can play it for somebody and be like, man, listen to this. It's, it's negative, right? Now you already know where I'm going with this song, right? But I'm saying if we listen to this as a as a as an average listener who just jumped into rap music is like this shit's too negative, I can't deal with it.
1: Okay.
2: Talking about women, like it's misogyny, it's 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 violence. Right? I feel like when people listen to Tupac, and they hear this shit, and they go, hmm, 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 too negative. And then you flip it on them, and you tell them what the fucking song's actually about, and then it completely takes a whole different meaning, and then they fully understand the shit. And then they'll go tell their friends. And that's what kills me with hip hop music, man. I think it's the same thing. Like you have people who will treat this music like it's not an art, and that's what's fucked with me. That's why I don't stop doing this shit because I I feel like that it's like nobody talks about this. None of the artists out there talk about this. There's no um there's no there's no movement to talk about this. There's all these like cultural fucking uh, meetups in like these concerts but nobody has a fucking conversation about getting this music treated like an actual art form when people like, start talking about like the culture and talking about like oh yeah well Nas well, what the fuck is Nas doing you know have you heard what he's putting out what did Nas do And all respect, dude. He's a legend in his own right. You know, I'm not shitting on like his his history here, but like, what's he doing? He's doing some fucking Hennessy commercials. What's Jay Z doing? Buying some basketball teams. But what is anybody doing to get people to take this art form seriously? Nothing. So it'll continue to be treated like it's a like it's a redheaded stepchild of of art of any sort of art form. Because you know why? Because of where it comes from. Because if you listen to this music, you're, 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 you get treated differently. People look at you a little bit different. They make assumptions about you a little bit different. Well, how'd you grow up? Why do you feel that way about it? It's like, if I'm a white dude, I'm supposed to be listening to, you know, Mac Miller and McLemore and man, that's a lot of Macs. It's always been in the back of my mind, but I've never really pushed it is to get people to treat this as like an art, you know, because it is. And we can sit here and, and, and make all the reasons we want to say that it, you know, it was made from people's leftovers and they're not actually singing. It doesn't take any talent, whatever. But when you consider the thought that goes into some of this music and the depth that people refuse to acknowledge, we're at a point in uh, at this point with the music where we have to start Agreeing that if you don't like it does not mean it's shit, you know, just needs to get acknowledged. It needs to be understood. That's the shit that's fucking making me crazy. I've repeated myself like seven times because I'm so fucking irritated with it. Um, But you know how we do. (laughs) You know how I do. I go off on my fucking tangents and, you know, speaking of tangents. Uh, this dude Jonah Cruz, man, it's making me crazy. Nobody, I swear to God, man, if people don't start downloading this man's music and listening to him and subscribing to him, I'm watching his play counts. This dude is by far one of the most underappreciated underground hip hop artists that is not getting that is not getting the the love he deserves, man. Uh, Jonah Cruz, out of Atlanta, Georgia, man. J O N A H C R U Z. Support this man's music. And listen to what he has to say, man. And listen to what he has to say about Bill Cosby, man. I said if you're poor, you are a poor Negro. It's live from the basement. I would use the N-word. But if, you, if you're rich, you are a rich Negro. It's episode number 99. If you are intelligent, intellectual, you're intellectual Negro. Listen to what this man has if to say. You're dancing and sliding and gliding,
1: nigga. I mean, Negro.
0: I'm the mama, I, made it, I done found the key. Now, these white folks treat like the black man like royalty. It's like everywhere that I go, they know it's me. My house, car, been paid for, I'm never on a lease. Couple me and I can spend thinking what to do with it. Should I go cop a new chain or a school building? Pull up in the lab giving money to the young children. Every year, I'm like Frank Lucas on Thanksgiving. If I get back to this hood, if I get back to this world, I write songs and live life laws to make impact with these words Bring ghetto life to these birds Couple of homies ain't see the big picture I said one day I had these white kids scream ordinary nigga But that's just it, cause you still a nigga With nigga limits, but you never see him Cause they say it's a glass ceiling Could give a fuck, the Oscars ain't got no people My pigment with my uncle serving 15 years in prison for no crime committed you can make a million dollars, travel across the globe. Break achievements, they just see them as some minor goals. Take care of your family, even feed your people. Still, they gon' try to find a way to take your freedom. You can have your one degree and drive the nicest cars. But they won't fail to remind you of who you really are. You think cause you got money, they don't deal with you. You must have done forgot that you was still a nigga. You must have done forgot that you was still a nigga. You must have done forgotten that you were still a nigga. To this day, I'm thinking, God, my mama raised me different. So, since you came into this world, boy, you was born a victim. Police and white folk don't want to see you live out your vision. Because you surrounded by madness don't mean you have to live it. Don't you bow down to no man and never settle for less. No, they won't make me no slave. Keep my life from progression. I write these poems of pain to walk with kings and the peasants. Just look how they address you as soon as you walk in their presence Do you feel threatened? Do you feel my love and life is less? Like I wasn't blessed Like I didn't deserve to have the best If I fucked around and died today Would they say it was just another day, another casualty Then just put me to rest You can make a million dollars, travel across the globe Break achievements, they just see them as some minor goals Take care of your family, even feed your people Still they gon' try to find a way to take your freedom you can have your one degree and drive the nicest cars. But they won't fail to remind you of who you really are. You think as you got money, they do deal with you. You must have done forgot that you was still a nigga. You must have done forgot that you was still a nigga. You must have done forgot that you was still, still a nigga. You think as you got money, they do deal with you. You must have done forgot that you was still a nigga. You must have done forgot.
2: Just saying, man. Just saying. Jonah Cruz out of Atlanta, Georgia, man. Respect this man's movement. That's what it's about, dude. No bullshit, man. He's good shit. Make sure you go check him out. Uh, as always, you can go get all of these songs over um on yeah, what is it? Check out uh look me up on Instagram. Um, SoundCloud. Uh the name of the um SoundCloud. It's uh, SoundCloud.com slash J Mac. And just pull up episode 99 and you get all these fucking songs right here, man, waiting for you make sure you pull those up um but yeah man jonah cruz can't speak highly enough of that dude he is i swear to god man some of these artists, this is a lot of the reason why we do this, man. And some of these artists just get shit on. There's been artists that I'm not gonna, an artist who yet has to yet to be re, uh, named uh, on the show, but we have an artist that I spun a while back that didn't have any audience and supported the shit out of her and really started pushing her music, and I got slapped with a with a copyright claim. Um, even when I reached out to her and her manager and their publicist and their fucking whatever you call rinky dink ass record label and was like, "Yo, man, hey." I'm not profiting from your shit. I'm here to help you. Fucking crickets. And this is a type that I don't get it with the music business, man. It's a, I've been doing this a while, been doing this a while, and it's still like a, it's like man, even though like we just been doing this for this long for the love, and you' uh, still the risk that we could shit could get fucking just shut down in a minute. Anyway, man, I'm watching the news. I don't want to get too deep into it, but man, there's people flipping out over Trump's taxes now. And I get it. But the shit that I'm not getting is I don't give a fuck, man. Do you give a fuck, man? I guess I get like we got to like this is a conversation they were having like three, four years ago. And maybe he wasn't paying taxes. Maybe he's exploited loopholes, right? Now, listen, this is not a pro-Trump message at all. I am not a fan of Trump. I think the guy's a piece of shit. Not a fan. I'm also equally not a fan of Biden. I think he's a senile piece of shit. I'm not a fan of any politics, to be honest with you. I don't even know which way is up anymore because I don't believe the media. And if you've been listening to this show for a bit, then you know that's my stance. It's always been my stance. You can't believe anything. We're so easily swayed to be judge and jury Before we have a single fucking fact in front of us, we will take shit at face value because the media will put shit out there, regardless of if it's wrong, irresponsibly put it out. They don't care because speed is more important than the truth. And remember that, because that's the way it's going to be. It's always going to be that way, because since the age of Twitter, speed will always be more important than the truth. Because what they'll do is they'll put it out. You gotta get those clicks. You gotta get that money. It's more important than the journalism. And if it's wrong, fuck it, man. We'll redact that shit later. We'll send a correction out afterward. But what's most important is that we profited from getting that shit out fucking fast, bro. And I think that's what's breaking us, man. That's where we're at. Because we will just jump right on shit. And so, like, if we look at um look at this Trump thing around taxes, and it's like Okay, I took two minutes, man. Two minutes. I saw an article from Rolling Stone, bro. Rolling Stone was reporting. on. I was like, why is Rolling Stone reporting on it? It's weird. It's fucking Rolling Stone. And I go to Rolling Stone's website and I start reading it. And it says the New York Times report. Wait, 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 what? So wait, this is like, I see this all the time now. It's like totally normal (laughs) that one publication reports on another publication. So, wait, hold on. The Rolling Stone is now reporting on the New York Times, which is reporting on a story. Okay. So, you go to the source, you go to the New York Times, and you look at it, and you go, okay, they really dug into Trump's shit. Fair enough, man. Maybe he's exposing loopholes, right? Okay. Cool. But then you look at who wrote the article at the New York Times. And that's the other thing. It's about as fucking real as Little Yachty. Like, you start digging in, and it's like, oh, shit. Shit. These writers have made a career like they're getting Pulitzer Prizes for expose pieces on Trump. These people have made a career on exposing Trump. Not that that's not that that is wrong. Not that they shouldn't be making money by 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 exposing that fucker on whatever. What makes me crazy is that they've made a career on exposing Trump and now they're writing an article about his taxes, exposing his taxes, and we're supposed to take that shit seriously. Like it's unbiased. Like you guys are doing straight fact. Like you guys aren't shifting anything. The past four fucking years you've been spending trying to smear somebody, and all of a sudden we're supposed to be like, oh, what these guys say is true. Our sources tell us who are your fucking sources? Oh, we can't tell you. <laughs> You know, and it's like that's the shit. This messing with me. We just take the shit at face value. We just walk off and be like, "Hmm, oh, looks like Trump only paid seven hundred fifty dollars in taxes for all his billions of dollars in companies." Fair enough. Go after his ass, okay? But also, I want to point one other thing out. Again, this it's it's this is to this is to talk. This is directly speaking to the media. Like, okay, he paid seven hundred fifty dollars in taxes. He's got he's working loopholes. But let me tell you something, when's the last time you bought a used car from a private seller? Okay, how does that process work? Where do you go after you buy that car? You buy a $10,000 car, you gotta pay 6% taxes on it here in Michigan. You owe, what, 6%? That's $600 you gotta pay on that. So you go to Secretary of State and you say, oh yeah, I bought that car for 600 bucks. you go going to the Secretary of State, tell me you bought that car for 10 grand? Nah, man, you're going, you're saying you bought it for five grand, so you only got to pay $300 in taxes. Working a loophole. What about when your tax season comes up and you're writing off magazine subscriptions that you don't have? Mileage that you didn't drive and donations that you didn't make. You know what I'm saying? So if you take collectively the population of the United States and how we're fucking everybody over and you look at like what this article's pointing out saying, well Trump, this is millions and millions and millions of dollars that could have in tax money that could have went to somebody's medicaid. It could have went to and as a public servant, I 1000% agree with you. But you're fucking kidding yourself if you don't think the majority of the US population isn't exploiting very similar fucking loopholes and um not paying their fucking taxes in the amount of billions of dollars that they should be so not everybody's a fucking god fearing fucking democracy loving fucking saint like the writers of this new york times article and i'm not trying to fucking relinquish trump of being a piece of shit but let's be real the media is a fucking joke i will now step down off of my soapbox
4: what cranberry juice What do you get your period?
2: Probably, probably, probably. But if one of you questions the fucking media or questions a story that you get put in front of you, then I feel like I've at least kind of inspired something. (laughs) We do this shit for Sport. (laughs) Hey man, this is my man, Ricky Blue. The name of the song's called Sport, man. It's live from the basement. Let's keep this thing rolling, man. I'm having some fun here. I'm just kicking back, just rolling with whatever. It's Ricky Blue, it's Sport, featuring Fresh Air. You know how we do we always yeah, keep it live for the blessings for the sauce for the sauce that I'm
1: him had to trim with a love and a trust bitch I'm him it's us, nigga sus, but we up, so what's up? Said I'm him, had to trim, what a love, ain't no trust Bitch, it's us, nigga sus, but we up, so what's up? Said I'm him, had to trim, what a love, ain't no trust Ain't got no trust for no cop, ain't got no love for a thought oh, Boy, y'all got me How do you believe him or not? But this ain't Ripley, that's just what sent me The hood say, hit me, my son say, give me My bro say, get it, my B.M. hate me I drive up crazy, but bam, bam, love it And back on subject, I'm gonna go to your discussion Try to hold it, I ain't going, I ain't waiting on the moment, I'm creating what I'm wanting, all I need is this money and a microphone, I can't even see you little niggas with a microscope, and bro I got. Antidote, your headlight won't be half as long. I have pipe when the beat come on. No headlights as I'm speeding on. The thrill ain't left, your hero gone. The heat is on. I'm burning up the speakers on. I'm
5: turning up the meter blow. Right. Feel me Us, nigga, sus, but we up. So what's
1: up, Said I'm him. had the trim. What I love ain't no trust. Bitches, us, nigga, sus, but we up. So what's up? Said I'm him. had the trim. What I love ain't yeah. no trust. tick
4: tac time's a waste. I use mine for manifestation. I'm cacky greatness. I blueprint in my matrix. Blue pill, I ain't taking. Better find a plan B. by to booster my ante. I'm lucid in my transit. Cards thrown, I'm gambit. Staff of wisdom keeps it handy. I'm Moses off that brandy. I'm Denzel when landing. Fresh off the flight. Hope whites tonight. Nice. It's gonna be a murder tonight. I'm a killer scene. I know the cameras rolling. That won't intervene. The reaper strolling in the light. What y'all witnessing? I shine bright. White folks. Start blistering Fresh be like he takes baths in Listerine Y'all niggas sick clinically Not lyrically Really the epitome Of what shit to me Mimicking the industry's energy False idols not full of me On arrival I'm in the knees Induced by my tribal like tendencies Seduced by the blood of my enemies
1: Ay- Bitches us nigga sus but we up so what's up said I'm him had the trim what a love ain't no trust pitch us nigga sus but we up so what's up said I'm him had the trim what a love ain' no trust ain't got no trust for no fake i got no love for no time ain't got no trust for no fake i got no love for
3: no time ain't got no love for no time
2: Yo, man, <laughs> yo, man, that's a uh, who was that again? God damn, that shit was tight. That was a uh, oh, man. Why is this thing getting all messed up? Um, Ricky Blue, man, Ricky Blue Sport featuring fresh air, dude. That's a uh, that's that's a new one. That's a new one. Um, I don't even know how they got my playlist. So here's I've, I think I've already explained this to you guys. Like every weekend, what I typically do is I'll just get up and I just go through music for hours and I'll be up at 6 a.m. Uh, I listen to that shit for fucking four hours. I'm just going through music. That's that's what I take is my work. Um, so I have so much, so much music uh, to share with you guys. And I only get a few minutes to do it every episode. I hope to dig in more as we as we push forward. Um, you know, I love it. I also man. I, and the other thing, too, is um, I hope you didn't get too upset about my, my my media rant. But I mean, I think I think it's I think it's important to, to, to kind of at least be aware because a lot of the stuff that I think, you know, what's funny is one of the people that really started to get me to like dig into understanding, like uh, questioning some of this shit was um, check out the show and it was produced. It's kind of bullshit. It was, um, uh, damn it. What is it called? Adam ruins everything. If you go look up, Adam ruins everything. The dude kind of tends to get annoying at times, but, uh, it's funny. (laughs) Cause he just like disassembles shit. What I really found interesting was there was something we went into a few years back. We went and did our own investigation uh, for the show, which was around uh, the award ceremonies, the Grammys, and stuff. Started digging into how the Academy selects people, how they market and stuff. And Adam ruins everything. Actually covered a good chunk of that and really kind of unpack how all that stuff's kind of bullshit marketing machine. Um, and that like that's why it comes back to this indie stuff. I mean, even Spotify is cool, but at the same time, uh, we are in there, we are in a corporate environment. We're going to get what they deliver to us. You know what I mean? So whatever your big air quotes, fucking discovering is kind of picked for you. Um, and I think that's kind of the indie world is kind of getting messy with that, you know? Um, yeah, so that's where it's at. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about. So I was thinking about something over the past week. I've been talking to a buddy of mine and he's like, man, why don't you just do a daily show? And, uh, I can't do that with life in the basement because listen, this thing's got history. There's, there's a lot we've done here. Um, and I want to like, I, I, I have a dream that this comes back to what we were doing back in the day. Uh, one day, hopefully we can get to that again. Uh, and I can't. I can't mess up this show. I got to not pivot this like I've been doing over the years. So I'm gonna it's gonna stay live from the basement. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I do have another show and I've always had it and I've never really dug in with it. I started to and it just became so much effort that I couldn't do it consistently. And that's where I keep getting stuck. I get stuck with consistency all the fucking time. And so I started thinking um over at 316s.com, I haven't posted an episode in years. Uh, and I was one of the first ones to to discover Russ and start playing, you know, I interviewed him on the show. I interviewed, um, Joe from Dag Savage. I interviewed quite a few people. Um, what I wanted to dig into though, is what I want to do with that. Um, man, I'm going long. I'm sorry. We're 45 minutes in. I'm going to roll with it anyway. Here's what I want to do with 316s. I want to share this with you. And maybe, maybe you guys can give me some good feedback on it. So over the past couple of weeks, I've been listening to a podcast called the Dissect Podcast. And I kind of went off on it briefly on Twitter um, with a single post. The problem I have with the Dissect Podcast. Okay, so I love the concept of the Dissect Podcast. It's kind of the same inspiration that I had for 316s, which is, let me find an artist. Let's find a couple of their songs and unpack that shit. Let's talk about it. That's why the interview with Joe Haas from Dag Savage is one of my favorites, because he really started to unpack some of the songs. And that's why I love doing this shit. And again, this ties into the art stuff we were talking about earlier here. Um, but the Dissect podcast, what they'll do is is they they analyze it to a mechanical level. It's scientific, even. And it's not interesting. It kind of hurts to listen to. Here, I'll give you an example. Let me queue up um let me queue up uh their analysis of the song Duckworth by Kendrick Lamar, okay? Hold on, let me the music real quick because that gives it too much character. <laughs> uh this is this is their analysis of Duckworth by by Kendrick Lamar. Check this out. It's
5: by Studios. This is Dissect, long-form musical analysis sounds good, though. into short digestible episodes. Jealous. I'm, of,
2: host. I'm jealous of their mic volume and their mic quality. I wish we could get that and get rid of this fucking echo. Okay. First of all, they never play the fucking song, which maybe that's for legal reasons.
5: On our last episode, we dissected the album's penultimate song, God. There, we effectively witnessed the resolution to Kung Fu Kenny's journey throughout Dam. After following his... So do you hear this? Like, how the fuck is somebody who's interested
2: in hip hop going to listen to this shit? Like, this apparently gets a lot of followers. Apparently gets a lot
5: of coverage. The answer to his question came by the way of Cousin Carl, who on the song Fear pointed Kenny towards God's commandments. Then on the song God, Kenny reflects on his...
2: This is a 51-minute episode just on the song Duckworth.
5: It's the song's final line that succinctly expresses Kenny's newfound realization.
2: Oh, they do play the song, that's my bad. My heart is rich, my
3: heart is
5: With the line, My heart is rich, my heart is famous, Kenny finds within himself the value, gratification, and fulfillment he was previously looking to find. It's almost like an audiobook, but it's so fucking sterile, dude. Commercials and no sleep, introverted by my thoughts. Nonetheless, Kendrick calls us to pay close attention to his...
2: Uh, for me, dude, this is the thing that, that I can't deal with, is it's just, it's there's not enough soul to this, man. There's no emotion. It's just a dude who's reading a fucking script, man.
5: ...projects. Of course, once upon a time is one of the most common ways to begin fairy tales or other children's stories. As such, this phrase connects back to the... No opinion. No emotion. He's
2: all in his own world. Do you know what I'm saying? And maybe that is, maybe that does appeal to some people. That does not appeal to me. And I feel like that there's, a, there's space for that. So I was thinking about this for 316s. If I wanted to do a daily podcast, I could pull up 316s and do unpack a single song every day. Or at least attempt to. In my own way. Um, with a little bit more excitement than these motherfuckers. Because I do get passionate about it. I get angry. I get happy. I get judgy. You know? <laughs> Um, I like to laugh, I like to have a good time, I have a fucking personality, I'm not a fucking engineer trying to unpack a fucking hip-hop art song, made one of the best albums of the past 10 years in hip-hop, and this motherfucker's gonna be like, this motherfucker's gonna be like, uh, mm.
5: Hip-hop song. Kendrick is almost certainly alluding to Slick Rick's classic 1989 single, fittingly titled Children's Story.
2: Almost certainly, motherfucker. Almost certainly. How about he just is? Because you don't know. This is a guess. Because you don't know nothing about the fucking music. You got to be fucking kidding me, man. And then they play Slick Rick.
5: ...tracks in hip-hop history. According to many hip-hop historians, children's story is the most iconic example of storytelling in a rap song. The track opens with a few children.
2: Fucking kill me, dude. Fucking kill me. So I feel like what you're doing in that scenario is you're completely devaluing the creative part behind this music. Wouldn't you fucking love that episode more if the dude was like, yo, did you just hear what that motherfucker just said? Did you hear what he just said? He's talking about Slick Rick, dude. Let's listen to that Slick Rick song real quick. Do you know what I'm saying? It's in the delivery. I feel like these guys do not. There's so much missed. There's so much missed, man. Uh, but I don't know at all, but I, what I do know is I've, I've reached the end of this episode. I got to let this go, man. Uh, you know, I got, we do gotta, we do gotta, we do gotta, you know, send a shout out and rest in peace to my man, uh, Chadwick Boseman, the black Panther, man. Definitely a sad loss for sure. Um, we'd be remiss if we didn't say rest in peace to Brianna Taylor. Um, and that's a whole other story that we could dig into. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. All I know is a human died and rest in peace to everybody else. You know what I'm saying that I missed? There's just, there's, there's so much behind all this shit, man. I just hope, I hope here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to take a step back. I said I said uh, Brianna Taylor, so I'm going to have to unpack this really quick because I can't just say rest in peace and walk away. But here's the here's the reality. This is the reality. I'm going to get real with you for a second. So don't get pissed at me. This is not political. This is 100 percent the reality. Whether you believe that this woman was in a situation where she was at in danger by her own accord or whether you believe she was completely innocent and got shot and should not have been it should not it was another life lost in a in a uh in racial assumptions um the reality is that these deaths and these losses that are being that attention is being called to is not in vain and and even though that even even though you know that even though we're in a space where We don't feel justice has been served. There is a lot of eyes on this. There is a lot of attention on this. And I think it's worth mentioning. I know it's worth mentioning. That if nothing else, as we move forward, this is allowing people to be more aware. We're creating more empathy in the world, whether we believe it or not. The system is being augmented to bring awareness to this stuff, whether we believe it or not. It's in the news every day. It's in our face every day. And I think a lot of this is we're we're getting to a point where um, empathy is key. Empathy is number one. And I think it's going to take us a long time before we see 100% peace. I don't even think we'll ever see it because we're always looking at differences because we're humans regardless of its color, orientation, any of that shit. But if there's any positive that we can take from this, from all of this, is that I feel like everybody's slowly starting to learn empathy. Even though somebody doesn't want to agree with you, maybe they think the cops were innocent. Maybe they think the cops are guilty. But the arguments are happening. The discussions have been opened up. And we're starting to get to a point where people are comfortable talking about these things, which is a hell of a lot further than we were 10 years ago. And you can't hate on that. Got to be kind of excited about it, to be honest with you. Because what used to be difficult conversations on this show that we used to have are now just regular everyday conversation. You know, what we used to do back on Hood Hype, if you go back and listen to the old days of Hood Hype, the racial discussions we would have were insanely, insanely, insanely uncomfortable for the time. But by today's standards, it's like, meh. That dude said that. He doesn't understand how white people, you know, white people smell like wet dogs when they get wet. (laughs) I remember the comments we used to get. You guys think one race is superior for the other. You know what I mean? Like meaning like because I used to like I used to dog white people. I'm white and I used to dog white people. People like I remember getting a fucking email where somebody's like, how dare you suggest that one race presides. over?" I was like, yo, you know, I'm white, right? Like, I'm just saying that like the conversations we were having were divisive and they were uh, they made people ask questions. Now, thanks to the, the conversations that have been going on in the past year or so, um, I think that we've, as a country, are opening up, as a society, we're opening up to having these conversations. So if nothing else, if nothing else, the good that is coming out of this stuff is the conversation is happening and empathy is starting to plant seeds within our, within our, within, our, within our, all the people, within everybody, which is a good thing. The media will always try to draw toward hate. But I can tell you that the conversations that I've had with people that I would have never had five years ago are happening, which is fascinating to me. I think we're I think we're moving in a positive direction. So if you feel like um, you're angry and somebody's being a prick and they don't agree with your viewpoint, just always know that. If nothing else, the seeds of empathy are being planted and that's it, man. So I'm gonna leave you with that. It's episode number 99. We're gonna come back with episode 100. I have plans for episode 100. Well, hopefully we can do some digging in the crates and pull up some some of our favorite clips and tell the stories behind them. Uh, whether it's pre-recorded with my, with the boys or uh, whether it's just uh, whether it's just me, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll have some fun with it. This is live from the basement. It's episode number 99. We're gonna check this dude YG Tut. I think I tried playing this before and it wouldn't play. And we'll see what happens. Uh, it's not going to play son of a bitch. Um, damn it. I want to play that song too. The Name of the song is called corner stories. Uh, and it's a good one. Uh, I want to close out the episode with it. <laughs> uh, make sure you hit me up, come over to, uh, to live Uh, you can check us out on all of the, uh, on all of the, um, all the networks live, the basement, not TikTok yet. Cause I'm not a TikTok guy at fucking places like the devil. Um, but everything else, man, check us out. Live The Basement, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, if you want to check out the playlist, I post them on my personal SoundCloud over at uh, soundcloud.com slash jmac. You can also get the link at the Live From The Basement episode, episode number 99. The link will be direct in there. You can pull up the songs on SoundCloud, download them, listen to them, shout out to the artists, tell them you where you heard them. And uh, we're going to keep this thing moving, man. It's an hour-long episode. I can't believe I pulled that shit off today. Hope you're able to deal with all my... Rattling and talking. Hope the mic audio sounds okay. Um, and then we're just gonna keep it moving. Hopefully for episode number one hundred. I hope you all are well. I hope you're thinking about each other and uh, being thoughtful of one another's uh, positives and negatives, man. Let's do get through all this shit together, man. Twenty twenty, we can put the nail in the fucking coffin and call it a day, man. <laughs> this is YG Tut. The name of the song is called "Store uh, Corner Stories," featuring Michael Da Vinci. Uh, it's some fire. It's live from the basement. You know how we do, man. We like to keep this thing moving. As always, your boy Mac, keeping it. Live from the basement.
1: A crackhead sitting on the corner. Looking like he might be in need, wondering if you can give him a little bit of cheese for another crack. and a little Mickey D's, oh he gon' get it. Remember sitting in my uncle's kitchen, I was eight though, whipping up a little something for them pesos. I was making pyramids out of Legos. He was making sure his daughter them was straight though. Screaming motherfucker, cop car wins low. Louis Kellers with the motherfucking thin hoe ran a trap like a goddamn drive thru. a crack out the motherfucking window, and the drive thru nigga gotta get bread by any means, my, my nigga, motherfuck fast Look at the cheese, my. Niggas oh till we all fit Started up with nine uh. niggas and they all dead And the choir
5: sings
1: <laughs> uh, Young nigga posted on the counter Pulse with a pocket full of trees. See this shit, yeah. cause a dub. It ain't got no six season. I can't yeah. fuck with you if you yeah. ain't got the fee Shit, I'ma yeah. get it. Nigga, let's get lifted. We can get high tonight. Uh, and we gon' jack that nigga that was flossin'. right. did uh, no gun, it was hard tonight. Yeah. Tried to jack a motherfucker yeah. with an and knife. I gotta lay low. Uh, Made a trip up to the barrel cause it ends low. Yeah. I'm on the interstate with 10.5. Damn, whoop. There go Carl Winslow uh-huh. Niggas ask me how I'm doing shit, I'm fucked up But I still find a way to get the bucks up Me and Rob in the place where I cups up I mean, your girlfriend still trying to get a nut up <laughs> oh, man. Crackhead standing on the corner Nighttime staring at the trees. Feeling
4: for a rock, she was over since three. Sharing dirty needles on, looks so diseased. Little kids run to the house in the driveway. driveway. Turn this last game of high seek. One, two, three, smell the fumes from the weed. That the old hair lit down the street. Got a nose for the seeds. High so good, swears all that she need Shit, up passed a week ago to see a can I get a dollar for my feet? Up and down the street, walking, looking at the heat. So the smoke from the porch, looks sexy to a schmick Trying to reach the pyramid, slave for the queen Niggas slave for queens, playing pricks, singing Corvettes Fast line of purple, raining hoes, make wreck rank <laughs> And
1: this is to a new life That shit ain't even worth it, my nigga uh these fucking rappers nigga. got y'all sent the fuck out. Nigga. <laughs> uh nigga. Nigga. yeah. Uh Have a brother yeah. It's the motherfucking house, nigga. Live from the basement.